Hi, I'm Teresa, owner of T3Fit, and you're listening to the T3Fit podcast, where scoliosis warriors and professionals come together. Here we talk about our scoliosis journeys and the emotional components it takes on from being a parent to being diagnosed with scoliosis and sometimes leading to surgery. It's a place where professionals share their expertise of treatments, from physical therapy to surgery, and so much more. So let's get started. Everybody, welcome to the T3 Fit Scoliosis Podcast. On today's episode, I got to tell you, I'm super pumped about this. Uh, her name is, I met her on Instagram, and her name is Elaine Wadsworth. She is a dancer. She is a hiker. She is a yoga instructor. She is a Pilates instructor, and she is a model, and she is fused. She is here today to tell us her story of scoliosis from the time that she was diagnosed up until her life, how it is now. So Elaine, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Oh, hello, everybody. I'm so glad to be here. And I love that we have this like awesome network that we're able to connect in the way that we can nowadays. It's pretty incredible. And it's definitely had a huge impact on my life because back when I had the surgery, like this didn't exist. And I was, I felt like I was on my own. Yeah. Um, so like back, uh, so I had the surgery done when I was 27. Okay. Um, it's about geez now I'm going to age myself but <laughs> it was about like uh, like nine years ago um okay that I, had, I had the major surgery I was I was put in a body brace for five years of my life after junior high okay and then uh and then it was just required I my curvature of the spine was really really bad and they said you had about three more years till you were going to be puncturing the lung and I was like okay so wow I've done everything that I could um, up to then. I was a dancer. Um, uh, dancing was my escape, uh, my escape of not having to wear the brace for performances. <laughs> were you, were you, was your specialty ballet or? No, my specialty was ballroom dancing. Oh, it was pretty. So fun. how did that, so you were the first ballroom dancer that I have spoken with. So oh my prior, gosh. who has scoliosis? Yes. Who, <laughs> So prior to having the surgery, you had a prominence. Oh, very much so. Yes. Do you, yeah. do you remember what your curves were before your surgery? Yeah. Lower back was a 12 degree curvage and then okay. the upper back was an 83. Wow. Okay. So I had uh, the major S curve and the twisting of the spine. So the okay. hump on the back was very prominent, not as prominent as I've seen other people. And I hit it really well by covering it with jackets and all sorts of stuff. Okay. But, that was going to be my next question. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and the, really, really crazy thing is I've got an identical twin sister and she doesn't have scoliosis at all. So growing up, my parents just thought, well, one's going to look a little bit different, right? So yeah. they would be changing our diapers or um, not that I had diapers forever. So it's like when we were younger, they just kind of noticed like right. our cage was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, getting older, I look back at some of our videos that we have from family reunions and I can see the hump on my back Wow! and it wasn't diagnosed until I was in junior high in PE. And they decided to take us in the locker rooms and check to see if we had Did scoliosis. The, 
this did the scrolling the, the going down the spine the spine yeah it was yeah. touching the toes and going down the spine they explained okay. what scoliosis was and then they took us into the locker room and and had us like checked our backs our mm-hmm. spines and yeah. and so so you were diagnosed in junior high school and they told your parents and how did that yeah i actually came home and i told my dad who ironically was on the phone with my aunt who's a doctor Okay. Um, and I was like, dad, I have scoliosis. And he's like, what's scoliosis? He didn't even know. And I just lifted up my shirt. I'm like, look at it. Can you not see it? And he, he freaked out. And so we then didn't know what to do. And my, okay. and my aunt, um, just said, you go to children's hospital, okay. which was, uh, here in Salt Lake city. Mm-hmm. And they took me to children's hospital. And that was when they like had me meet with like six other doctors and then put me in the body brace. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then you wore the brace for five years, five whole years, physical therapy, you name it. I did it all to prevent my scoliosis or curvature of the spine to get worse. And when they caught it, it was a 12 degree and it's kind of like, I, I don't know what to say, but Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, yeah. but I can, I can tell you that I did everything in my power to prevent it from getting worse and it just got worse. And, okay. and so were you, were you in pain? I don't know the difference. People ask me that type of question and I just, I don't know the difference. I noticed that, you know, if I was carrying something heavy, like my books or mm-hmm. my backpack, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's just way too hard on my back. Okay. Um, and so I'd let the teachers know and they didn't know. Did did they give you like two sets of books, one for home, one for school? No, I had issues like the school, like they, they had like a special conference with my parents telling them like, she needs to be able to take all of her books home and carry them. And I just told them, like, I, I literally cannot, it hurts my body. Yeah. And I purposely would, you know, we'd go pick out backpacks and I purposely bought a small backpack that I couldn't carry enough backs, um, books in. And yeah. what, what year was this? This was, whoa, uh, five, I was in the nineties. Okay. Early 2000. Okay. Cause yeah. yeah, it's so interesting to hear all the different stories because mine was get two sets of books. Or, or get a backpack with wheels. Yeah. But th- what you were doing of getting, you know, saying like, I want a smaller backpack. It's really smart. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come right. I knew my limits then. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to tempt myself to do this. Yeah. So, so, so you were diagnosed and you got the smaller backpack and there was some yeah. turmoil with school and, and what happened? Yeah. Um, you know, it's really cool. Uh, I moved from Arizona, so I'm not originally from Utah, but I okay. came to Utah and I went to school here and, okay. um, here in Utah, all the schools have like a special like dance program. It's okay. really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And I was invited to go take a dance class and I loved it and I had so much fun and it was a way of escaping from, you know, thinking that, I wasn't normal or something was wrong with me or, you know, like those doubts and fears. So I just, I just knew dancing was a way of escaping and being able to express my, myself in, in different ways that I couldn't express myself with words yet. 
And and were you the only person that you knew that had yeah. scoliosis? Okay. I had, I didn't know anybody at all. Which makes it all the more isolating. Oh, it was, yeah, it was yeah. maybe isolating. But I tell you what, um, I wore the back brace mm-hmm. as often as I was supposed to. Like okay. they say 24 hours, right? Or 23 yeah. hours, get an yeah. hour to clean it out. Um, and then I, of course, didn't wear it for performances, but like wearing that back brace, it, it taught me something about, you know, like appearances for myself mm-hmm. and accepting myself. And I was just like, I, I know that I'm wearing this to help myself and to get better. And there was no other choice I felt. Okay. So I really tried really hard starting then to have a really good positive attitude about it all. Which is the game changer. Oh, it's huge. Cause yeah. I could have been just hiding in a corner the, the entire time, but yeah. instead I was just like out in the open with everybody. And I mean, people knew that I had a back brace on. I mean, I still hit it with clothing. I didn't want people to see like this hard shell around myself, but right. um, they knew it, but they also something more, they knew, but they didn't see me as someone with the back brace. They saw me as like this positive uplifting type person and outgoing and stuff. And that's who I wanted to be. It wasn't, it wasn't the back brace, you know, to define who I was. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important to have you on the show because you're such a positive role model. I mean, just, just what you're sharing and putting on the table, you know, like my story is so different. And a lot of times positive stories are really hard to find because scoliosis can be very isolating. And even with social media, you can still feel like you're alone in it, Yeah. but to bring your story out there and have it, you know, be told and also, like I said before, you're a model, you know, you have done so much of being in the public eye yes. through, through dance, through ballroom dancing, you know, you're on a, you're on a floor dancing and there's an audience. And yeah, I, I did dancing with the stars. Like I'm on the show. Um, you can see me dancing and our, our clothing is like backless. So you can even see then that I had like a slight hump and you, I mean, it's not that noticeable unless you're looking for it. You're like, right. oh, something is a little different. And, right. But I just kept going with my career. And then afterwards, uh, what was it? About two years after doing Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when I was told I had to have the surgery done. Okay. So I went and had my surgery and I thought, I mean, my doctor told me, he's like, that's it. Like, you're done with your career. You understand that, right? And I'm like, Yeah. And I, I did everything that I ever wanted to do. And I'm, okay. I'm okay with that. I accepted that. Um, so, I mean. I'm surprised. My doctor, yeah, right? You hear <laughs> surprised. I know, this is a different story than what other people say. Other people are like, yeah, just keep going. You can keep doing your other things. And I was told different. They're like, you're just going to have to choose a different career. I'm like, okay. I mean, the day of my surgery, my doctor knew how much dance meant to me in my life mm-hmm. that he like played music in the, the surgical room and got me up and I did the Lindy hop in the surgery room with wow. him and I was like this is it like all right let's do yeah. this yeah and that yeah. was it and I woke up and it's like lights went out and I mean I I could think of it as like a horrible time mm-hmm. 
but instead I feel like it was just a whole new chapter that was about to be open and rediscovered. And I had no idea what, what was, what I was about to embark and what I was about to create. It was an incredible thing. And how long, how long were you in the, I'm going to dive in on that in a minute, but how long were you in the hospital for? I was in the hospital for, I think it was about six weeks. In the middle of it, in the middle, yeah, they kept me a little bit longer because I had um, slipped and fall, like fell on the floor. Okay. And that, you know, put up some flags for all of us to be like a little bit careful. Slow slow down. Yes, slow down. Don't be so eager. I mean, the the fusion is most of my back. I've got three more vertebrae that are not fused and I had to learn how to walk, roll, sit, everything all over again. And how, uh, how did that, how did that feel when you, after getting out of the hospital, you're in the safe space, you had the surgery, right? Everything is safe, you're secure. And now you've got this new chapter. How did you, how did you find the, the resilience to keep going, to change it? Hmm. It was, it was actually in the hospital for me. I have a lot of people, a lot of support, a lot of really amazing family and friends who came in and visited me. And I'm very fortunate for that. Um, And having even my parents stay with me overnight to watch me the first few nights is probably like the hardest nights they've ever experienced. Like watching your child suffer, shaking in so much pain. But I remember thinking like, I remember turning to my dad one night that he slept over and I just said, like, I'm okay. I know you see me like in a lot of pain, but I promise you I'm okay. And I felt like I had to, I had to change my mind change or like my thoughts Mm -hmm. because I mean, it's like judging a book by its cover, right? We may see something like, oh, they must be in so much pain and misery. And I'm like, that doesn't help with the situation, right? Yeah. So like, I, I took it as like, what can I do to gain control over this? What do I get to do? Yep. And so I, I, changed, I changed my thoughts. I mean, even looking at it now, I'm still thinking about it like, whoa, that was huge. <laughs> but I, I told myself and I told other people like, I would tell him I'm, I'm okay. And just kept telling myself, I'm okay. What do I get to do today? Well, yeah. I get to sit up. That's pretty amazing. So you, <laughs> you just know? kept giving yourself affirmations that I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. And how old were you? Ooh, I was 27 at the time. <laughs> that Those are small I think 26, words. 27, something like that. Okay. Those are small words that give a big statement. Yeah. That is pretty profound, especially at that age. Yeah. Because in your twenties, you're in a very different mindset. You're like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do, you know, completely. And you're like, I got this. Exactly. And, but then you're like having the surgery. I felt for a second there, like the rug was taken out from under me. I was like, I had no choice in the matter. The cards are put in front of me and I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, this is a lot. How do I deal with this? Um, yeah, I just, I just kept going and I knew that I needed to keep going if I wanted to survive or live. And then how long was, how long was your recovery process? Oh, I, you know what? 
I, I still think, I still think I'm in recovery. It Life's doesn't, it doesn't, it, it, life is a journey and every day is different, but it's a day to be lived and the day to like, do something with your life. Take it, do yeah. it, go for it. And don't stop. That's what I'm like, just don't stop. And you haven't, you haven't no. because you are again, dancing, hiking on dancing with the stars. Yeah. Modeling. Yes. And I'd like to cover a little bit of that because, you know, it's the, the modeling industry is so visual. It's oh, external it. and visual. Yeah. And you yeah. started getting into modeling post-surgery. Mm-hmm. And remind yeah, me well, again. With the dancing, I got into the modeling. Okay. Um, it, it wasn't so hard for me to get in, in front of the cameras and do like fun movements and stuff and okay. shapes. Um However, after the surgery, like I had a huge scar down my back. And how did they respond to that? You know, my, I had one of my first modeling gigs that I did. One of them. Um, I remember getting hired and I was on set and someone had saw my scar, mm-hmm. like whether that was the top of the scar showing from the t-shirt or something mm-hmm. and they they took a moment and went off to the side and started talking about it. They're like, Oh, well, that's an issue. I don't know if we can cover that or I don't know if we can take care of that. And that kind of like shook me a little bit and I got really nervous. Um, and it wasn't until I had, and he's a really good friend of mine. I had a friend who I shot with um, Dustin uh, he's an incredible, incredible energy to be around um, fantastic photographer. And I ended up getting hired out by uh, another clothing company. And he was the photographer and I had to wear this like wrap, like just around my chest and my body. And it was like, I was in a swimsuit. So my back was being shown and he took this gorgeous picture of me from behind. Mm -hmm. My entire back was shown. My scar wasn't covered and no Photoshop was done. Nice. It was completely exposed, but it was so beautiful. And I, that was like the first time I saw myself as, as me. And how did, how did you feel? I was proud. I was proud because I was just like, whoa, (laughs) that is so cool. And the fact that I'm wearing a smile on my face, I'm like, my eyes are just like, but you could see it in my eyes. You could see it in my face. You could see it in my body language, how confident I, I was. Yeah. And, um. And it's validation through an image of you. It really, it really is. And you yeah. can, you can read that off of someone when you see those type of pictures, like you can see that. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I was needing to tell your story. Thanks. It's because it's, that goes a long way. And there's a whole bunch of little girls out there and maybe even some boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. You we know, it's scars. scoliosis have, yeah. does not discriminate. No, it does not. Who, who, who have that dream, who have that vision, who have that desire, mm-hmm. but who think they can't. Yeah. And you are the proof that it can be done. It and sure. you have, you have taken a scar. You have taken many photos and you have soared to expectations that I wish I had had growing up because there was nobody around at my time. 
-hmm. but um that's that's why your story needed that's why it needs to be told thank you and uh it's a beautiful journey i mean we should all be so lucky (laughs) yes (laughs) absolutely you know um but so 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 your friend dustin took the photograph and and that was with the scar and that was with scar and they posted it it was like on their front page and everything and i'm like oh that's awesome and like ever since then i didn't shy away and you attract the people in your life by the way that you that like you feel about yourself does that make sense yeah and so those people and like why would I want to work with any other company? You'd be like, oh, I can't work with her because she's got a scar on her back. Yeah. Okay. Maybe the conversation would be, I can't work with you. Exactly. Exactly. Because you don't accept me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. There was, it just, yeah, it changed. It changed my career in modeling. I accepted myself even more. Mm-hmm. afterwards I my photos became like better and better I was never shying away of like here's my back end or you know like I I showed every every part um and expressed that that humbling and also just very grateful to be here to have this experience and to be able to work with these people like it's and to represent a, like a really amazing brand sometimes. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. so cool. It's it's huge. And it's also, I mean, as time has progressed and people have become more accepting of your scars, mm-hmm. it opens up the world of, I don't like the word, but I'm going to use it of deformity. Yes. You know, like there's, you have rods, you have a scar, you have this, but you're no different. No. And accept, accept limitations that you have because they are that more beautiful. Absolutely. Right on. So, okay. So the modeling, I'm just going to say rocking it out. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Um, And then, and, and, and dance. So are you dancing was ballroom dancing for you? And how did that, how was that? Dude? Oh my gosh. So after my surgery, I was back on the competition floor six months later, wow. which I never expected. Okay. And there was a pivoting point in my career of dancing where mm-hmm. I remember my partner and I were practicing and we went out to go compete, right? And this is a probably within the year span that I decided to come back and okay. start dancing again. Okay. And so this entire time I started a new style of dancing. Um I like, and I was traveling a ton. I was practicing a ton. I mean, everything was brand new. And my, even my coach told me, he's like, well, how are you doing this? Like, I understand. I'm like, I just accept the fact that this body is not the same body that I had before. So I'm going to be a sponge and I'm going to absorb whatever I can Mm -hmm. to keep learning and absorbing and becoming better, Um, a, a better person, a better dancer, however I can be. And there's this competition where I remember we went on the floor and I was like, I don't even know if we're going to make it to the next round. I have no idea. I didn't feel good about it. We had so many coaches coming up to us, telling us what we needed to do, what mm-hmm. we needed to fix. And I pulled my partner aside. I said, I told him, well, just remember this. 
It's you and I. It's just you and I. Let's go out there. Let's enjoy it. And let's just express ourselves completely fully and just forget about what they're saying to us. And like, that's our time on the floor. So let's just have fun. And it changed completely. There's we, we, it was, oh, complete acceptance. It was yeah. complete freedom. It was like joy. I mean, it was the best experience I've ever had on a competition floor. But your eye could not be taken off of us. And we ended up becoming a world champion that day. <gasps> and it was just, I remember just crying my eyes out thinking, yeah. no way. I mean, they called them out, called them out, called yeah. them out. I'm like, are you serious? And I just cried my eyes out just thinking, I never, I never thought this could ever happen. I never thought. I just thought, well, I want to dance, right? I want to express myself. But there was a part of me that felt like I wasn't going to be accepted because I couldn't, I couldn't move in the way that I was moving before. And I'm, I'm going to cry. It was ironically my best friend, right? This is cool. My best friend's paraplegic. And I'm so glad that she was there to witness it. She's crying. <laughs> She's watching it all. Yeah. And um, it's the ultimate freedom. It is. It is the ultimate freedom. And it was uh, a memory I will never forget. But it was, I also teach my kids now. I'm like, just remember why you do this you know, forget, like, give it meaning. What does this mean to you? What, what are you saying as you're dancing and express it? So, yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. And I kind of feel like the dancing and the modeling kind of goes right hand in hand mm -hmm. of that same world. And, and people, people get drawn to you and they can't take their eyes off of you. And that's because honestly, I think that's what people are just they're craving in their own life. Yeah. They want that. Yeah. And so they, they gravitate towards you and it's, it's really cool when you finally hold on to that and you own it. It's an incredible, incredible experience. Whatever force came into your life when you were diagnosed and brought you here today through the modeling and through the dancing and, and winning the award. Um, there's no better gift because award or not, you got freedom. And, and, you know, walking around with the physical piece of metal saying, I did this. It's almost that you don't need that. No. Mm -mm. Because no. that does not define the freedom that you allowed yourself to have in that moment with your partner. Correct. And, and everything that, the audience saw was the award mm -hmm. was the I think, award I think it was yeah just letting go and being so at peace it's like your resting state and yeah just complete bliss is pretty incredible and that's often hard to find when Very you're hard. diagnosed Oh, when you have so many things thrown at you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and going through surgery and then finding that space of calm in a world of chaos mm -hmm. is pretty, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. And so I, 
I'm going to ask you this. I always ask people this at the end of the show. If you, if one of your students came up to you and said, I have scoliosis or the young Elaine came up, what would you tell that little girl Hmm. that you didn't know or that you wish somebody had fed you even earlier? Accept the help that comes your way and know that you are capable of writing your own story. Like right now, I mean, I would literally tell them that they are to not give up on their hopes and dreams. And to understand that they're they're only a light, like a a small, small speck in the sky that's about to be like this guiding star for other people. And just to keep going, just don't stop and know that it's going to be okay. And I mean, I wish, I wish I could have told myself back in the day that it's going to be okay. Um, I had, I had my moments where I was definitely scared and I felt alone. Um, And it wasn't until I finally accepted the help from others, whether they had gone through scoliosis or some cancer or, Mm -hmm. or loss. But you still shined. Yeah. It's like, you're still, don't let that like, sorry, I'm going everywhere right now. I'm thinking like, there's so much I want to tell my little person, <laughs> myself, that other person is that you like, okay, how about you have the light from within and don't let it, don't, don't let it dim. Just and keep you, shining. And you, and you didn't. Yeah. You didn't. Well, we have our moments, right? <laughs> we all have our moments. I probably even tell that person like, yeah, there's going to be some, some difficult parts. And that's why you get to know that there are going to be people that are going to be right there cheering for you every second, every step that you take. And that's what this podcast is about. Mm-hmm. I love that. That we are all here to cheer each other on, to support through the wins, the struggles, and the reality. I would like to say on that note, I am ever grateful for you coming on the show to tell this. Thank you. Because I think that it will inspire many people to say, I want to shine. Tell people where they can reach you. and Elaine Wadsworth. Elaine Wadsworth. <laughs> if anybody wants to reach Elaine Wadsworth, uh, one of the places that you can reach her is on Instagram. Her Instagram name is? Lainey, L-A-N-N-I-E underscore Lane, L-A-N-E. And she will, you can send her a message. You can comment on her posts. You can see her story there. Uh, and uh, you can just see her journey and see how she's shined and let her 
grab a little piece of her star if you need to. Yes. Mm. I'm happy to share. And it's been yeah. an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being it. on the show. If you like this episode, chances are there's someone else out there who needs to hear it too. So it would be a huge favor to me if you'd go ahead and give us a five-star review. It helps me get the message out to more people. And if you need help moving in pain, then download my five free tips and I'll catch you on the next episode.